Hey there, I'm Scott, and this is Tangents. Now, normally when I do one of these, I end up talking about a bunch of random stuff, and it's not to a specific purpose. In fact, it's kind of the design of the podcast that I'm not doing it to teach you something necessarily. I'm kind of doing it to go off on the sides of things. But over the weekend, uh, somebody asked me a little bit about how I make these things. And so I'm putting together for today's episode a sort of short primer. And it's not going to be fully detailed. It's not going to be fully in-depth. I make no claim of being an expert at either the audio or the video production. And uh, my primary goal here is just to give you enough that you can get started. And I figure if she has this interest and these questions, maybe someone else will find it useful. Um, I'm going to try not to do my standard thing of kind of rambling on. I'm going to be short and to the point, relatively at least. And so let's begin. So I've started out setting up the room and uh, I'm going to show you a little video of what this room looks like. Um, it's not very complicated. If you don't have a specific room that you can set up for this purpose, um, it's not a huge deal. You could do this. I, I, one of the ones that I watch, or one of the video podcasts that I watch all the time, and I'm very kind of a big fan of, is a guy named uh, Robert uh, Ferenac, and he does Altium, which is a PCB design, circuit board design program. And he has an office. His set is just his office. A great one is This Old Tony, if you've not seen that. And he never shows himself, he just shows his hands, pretty much. Does a little camera work, uh, sleight, of, sleight of hand with uh, editing and this kind of stuff. Uh, really great in terms of seeing something, you know, if you're into the stuff that he does, like machining, it's fantastic, I highly recommend it. Even if you're not, uh, he's got funny things, they're informative, uh, especially if you go kind of further back into the archives. Uh, there's kind of a, spooling up period and he's, go, he's gone through cycles and now he's kind of at a more comfortable level which is really good for the people like me who've been watching for a long time but if you're just catching up I'd watch some of the earlier episodes and you kind of get the magic that he's doing and he does these sight gags it's just great uh, watch him um, one that I really love is uh, a woman named Quinn and she does a show called Blondie Hacks and it's also machining. You're going to notice some themes in the ones that I go through. Um, Blondie Hacks, also her, her whole setup is just, I think, a cell phone camera, which is like what I use. Um, and it's just in her shop. So if you have a shop, if you have an interesting space, uh, by all means, use it. Don't imagine that you have to do anything like what I'm doing. Uh, I'm just doing this mainly because my office and my shop um, my lab is kind of dirty and there's a lot of stuff in there. I don't really want to clean it up. And I think getting into like doing the framing of stuff, really doing the video is, it's not really my goal, um, but it sucks so much time and it's not something that I'm interested in uh, and getting good at. I want to just do the tangent thing. Uh, one thing that I highly encourage you is when you're making this, Figure out what you want to accomplish. Are you trying, like, for me, I, I'm glad that I have any audience at all. Um, I appreciate everyone who's listening and watching. Um, but for the most part, I just make these for myself. 
and I kind of make them as a sort of video audio diary. Uh, I kind of make them as a way to have a conversation with Gil when we're not having lunch and we haven't had lunch in months because of the pandemic. Uh, but I kind of just make it as a thing that I like to do. It's like a hobby. Uh, it, if you find it useful, that's fucking awesome. And uh, if not, yeah, no skin off my back. I'm never, I have no intention of ever trying to monetize this. I have no intention of giving you ads during these things. I don't like that. Although I understand, you know, like people have to do it. I don't begrudge people for doing it, but it's not my goal. Um, one thing, if, you're, if your goal is to really build an audience, um, I would say the, the best example I've seen of this, and I'm, again, by no means an expert. You look at my subscriber numbers, I'm not, I don't claim to know what I'm talking about here. But if that is your goal, um, do a lot of research. Really probably focus on a niche. Um, the reason that I say that is like, especially like if you do something generic, people aren't going to find you. If you do something very specific, the people who are searching for it may not be large in terms of proportion, but we have 7 billion people on the planet. If a tenth of a percent of 7 billion are into something, that's a pretty sizable audience if they can find you. So you can be very focused and you really want it to be something that's probably interesting to you, probably entertaining. Uh, if you really want to do this well, like I, I'm somewhat, part of this is laziness, part of it's time, uh, but I, I don't put a lot of production into these things. I don't do a lot of editing. I do kind of the minimum amount of editing. Uh, I trim off the front and the back. I sync things up. I do have some work that I do with audio, but for the most part, and I do a little color correction often, um, although not always very much, I try to, try to keep it all very, very minimal. I was originally going to try to make this something where it was like, um, I, I had this vision of what I wanted to do where it was this 3D conversation. Uh, and you'll see in the, uh, the shots of the room, I even have a simple consumer level stereoscopic VR180 camera on, uh, on my monopod. Uh, you don't need a monopod, you could get a, or a tripod. Uh, the monopod is useful for the VR180, not very useful for this kind of video. Um, I'm using a phone. I have an iPhone 10, um, but you can use, like, I, I think the best thing to do if you have a little budget and room for this is a nice DSLR. Um, I, I highly encourage you not to necessarily replicate my setup by any means, but if you're doing video, um, the lighting is very important. It's, it's one of these things, I have no background or expertise in video, but I did learn pretty quickly Lighting, very important. Um, if you look at my green screen, um, not the greatest green screen. The ideal for this would be essentially something that is flat green and you know bright enough that it's easy, has a lot of contrast. Uh, mine is very wrinkly, and that's more laziness. I'm I'm slowly working on dialing it in. Uh, you'll notice also I have um, a couple of sheets together and uh, these are not combined in a very pretty way um, when i did the vr 180 stuff uh, that was much more of an issue for this kind of stuff i can pretty much crop it out or uh, or not and i use adobe premiere for the video editing they have this tool called ultra key 
And if you give it a decently good background that's even like okay in terms of uniformity, Ultra Key with some tweaks, if you, you play around with it, works really well. Doesn't work perfectly. And uh, you might see my keying is not perfect on uh, like the edges of my skin, um, especially I like to wear black and dark blue. And so I have a black background in here and uh, well, this is actually a green background, but you see a black background. The getting the contrast right and getting the edges crisp and all of that stuff is very hard. Uh, I put some time into it, but I don't put a ton. One thing that you'd like to do if you're really, you know, I, I put in, I essentially try to do these unedited as much as possible, uh, which I think, you know, I mean, it's one style. They end up being very long. I, I tend to be a kind of, uh, I, I speak very extemporaneously and I do get to the point eventually, but I kind of go around a circuitous route. I don't really, you know, have a specific objective. Like in this video, I'm going to show you X, Y, and Z. I'm going to get to this, get to this, get to this. You can even see in this one, which is supposed to be a tutorial, I'm just blathering on. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's not going to be just a tutorial, obviously. But that is sort of where I'm starting. That's the video side. That's, uh, you know, and I'll get to more production later on. But just so you see kind of the setup. The audio side, I think if, if you're going to do this, I would recommend doing audio first and get good at the audio. Um, having audio that is shitty makes, this is an interesting thing if you, if you look at studies, people, people's assessment of the quality of the video is very highly dependent on the quality of the audio. So if you see really amazing video, but the audio is shitty, people assess the video worse than if you see okay video. Like this is not the best video you could do. If I had a DSLR, it would be better. If I had a good camera, if I had other things, if I put more work into you know, all of the production side, the video would be better. But I try to put a little work into the audio and I have good equipment or at least decently good equipment. Um, that helps. A lot of people like to, well, there are lots of, I, I don't want to get into the details. There's a lot of, a lot of details you can get into with respect to audio and the video, all of this stuff. Um, I don't want to get into the, the hairy details of everything. I will say this, do your research about mics. Um, generally speaking, I like condenser mics. And if you get a, a good enough one, um, I'm, I'm a fan of Sure, but there are other companies. Roden Schwartz is a is a big one. There, don't assume that because I'm mentioning them, they're the best. Uh, it's just kind of like Sure, I use out of habit, and so you'll see my equipment is all Sure. Uh, but you can get very good. I mean, when I first started recording podcasts, it was actually very expensive just to do the audio with any quality at all. Cost like a thousand bucks. I basically had to get. A studio, I had to get a good condenser mic, which was expensive. Um, I had to have a good, I, I didn't quite have a board, but I basically had a system for connecting the condenser mic through XLR to a small board-ish thing and then a digitizer. And at the time it was USB. All of that stuff was very expensive. Uh, the software was much more expensive and much more of a pain. 
Um, I use Logic Pro, but uh, you can use, I'm gonna double check to make sure the video is still going. So one of the most annoying things with using your phone for this is that the video cuts out. And I'm intentionally today not going to edit this uh, or I'm gonna minimally edit it, but you just saw the video cut out. Um, it's fucking annoying. I don't recommend using your phone for that reason. Now you could, you could turn on airplane mode and do that. Um, I don't do it for a variety of reasons, but it's, it's, it's annoying. Um, a camera, you know, would be the right way to do this. Someday I will do that. I just, at this point, um, I have a lot of other things that are expensive that I'm working on and I just, it's not a, not a huge priority for me. Uh, the VR180 camera, uh, I got, or rather a company that I founded or co-founded got uh, for me because we, part of our goal with that company is to build up a bunch of videos um, and I think some edited version of this might actually be useful as a primer for that, or hopefully somebody else will remake this with, you know, much tighter kind of more regimented, you know, work. Um, if you're going to do that, you know, storyboarding a video, very useful. There's a whole slew of stuff that you can do. Um, even, even for something like this, I, I kind of had a rough idea of what I was going to hit. Um, although most of what I'm talking about here, it's kind of tangential to that, which is you know, tangents. So I feel okay about doing it. So audio side, I use a um, lavalier mic. Uh, I do that mainly because uh, it's just easy and convenient. I don't like the way video looks where you have the sort of condenser mic and the cattail, um, all this stuff. One thing that you definitely do wanna do that you'll notice I don't have a headset. Um, I've, I've done a lot of audio recording, so I'm pretty good at setting that up. And even then, I fuck it up sometimes. Um, if you have not done that and you don't have much practice with it, I very strongly encourage you to have a monitor, have a headset on, listen as you're recording. Um, it's very important. It lets you, it's one of these things also, like especially if you're, I'm, I'm just me monologuing. So if my level is bad, it's easy to adjust in post. You have multiple people, and especially if you have a show, if you, if you have multiple people, you will save yourself so much time if you either have one mic per person, or, I, in fact, I would say try to do that. I have done interview shows where you have a single mic for two people, and you can do it, but it's a pain. If you're, if you're really cost sensitive, by all means, but it's just, it's not fun. Um, you can even do like Skype calls, essentially, and, or VoIP calls, and those work okay. Um, but what you really want to do is mic everybody up, uh, either with a lav mic, and, and this set is, I think, I don't know if it's a couple hundred bucks, um, so not the cheapest thing, but it's also, when you get into professional audio equipment, that is really pretty inexpensive. You can get much, much more than that. Um, if you have a different channel for each person, the nice thing is everybody speaks at a different level and your audience will really appreciate it if you adjust the volume levels so that you don't have the thing that I wanna scream in all of my meetings with is like you'll have one person who's so soft that you can barely hear them and then you turn up the volume for that person 
And then you have somebody else who's a very loud talker and it pierces your ears, especially, and this is another tangent, but especially because when I'm walking around, most of my calls, I'm walking around. I have AirPods on, and which I'm not a huge, I, I do not advocate getting AirPods. Um, they're pretty shitty. They're not the most comfortable thing in the world. And especially the reason I hate them is, and I still use them because I have them, but I, I do not recommend them because I like soft volume. I really do. I like being able to hear through them, which I can, more or less. Um, I never turn on the noise canceling on them. But I don't like that the lowest volume setting I have on my iPhone is still my, like, it's gonna sound like I'm exaggerating here, but for me, it's actually excruciating. Like, it hurts my ears. Um, especially if I'm outside and there's a lot of background noise, it's not so bad. But if I'm in my office and it's pretty quiet, I find it physically painful. I, you know, I'm, I'm weird, but it bothers me a lot. So it, if I'm in a meeting and I have the volume level set to one person, then you have the other person and it's not normalized. Yeah, so try to normalize it if you're doing that. Interviews are much harder. It's a lot more editing work. If you're doing the video, um, it's even harder still. Uh, video is good for a lot of things. Uh, I, I like watching stuff. Obviously, I, I could have just made this a podcast and even though I didn't do the VR 180, um, I did end up doing video mainly because it's something that, I don't know, I'm, I'm very self-conscious actually in front of a camera, you might not know, but it's something that I thought I should get over and it's also something that I like watching videos. I spend, I, I barely watch TV, but I do watch a lot of YouTube and I enjoy it. I, I don't necessarily want to put something out there that I think is going to get a huge audience, but I do like it. And I can imagine, you know, the stuff that I do being something that you put on, especially in the background. And, uh, you know, it's just nice to, to have it there. Um, one thing, so you, I do not think can hear this, but I have a window as you saw in the video and the window is a single pane and the audio through it is, I mean, it's basically transparent, the audio. There's a truck outside right now. Now, because this mic is pretty good and because there's a little filtering that's gonna suppress that, you probably can't hear it, but it annoys the hell out of me and it distracts the hell out of me. And I'm always afraid that, you know, you'll, you'll hear it or it'll be distracting to you. Um, I've, I used to stop and then I would cut those out. It's just, for, for this, doing that adds so much more workload um, and my time is extremely limited as it is. You wouldn't guess it because I'm rambling on so much, but I don't have a ton of time to make these things and uh, it just, yeah. But if you're gonna do these as videos for an audience and you're trying to build an audience, one of the best examples of how that can work is this guy I mean, there are tons of them. YouTube is filled with them. But one that I really like is this guy named Felix. Uh, he has a show called What About It? German guy. What About It? Sounds a little awkward in English, but I still kind of like it. And all he talks about is space and mostly SpaceX, but a lot of a lot of space stuff. And I started watching it when he was made. It, it was about a year ago, a little over a year ago, he started these. Actually, I think on my birthday, he started them. 
I started watching it a week or two and he just like popped up and like other people who are watching this watch this. Um, so I'd watch like Scott Manley and some of these other people who do space stuff. Um, got recommended to me. I look at it and the very early ones, I, if you do this, I recommend watch a couple of the early ones, at least skim through them and then kind of go through and see the progression. You can see initially production quality is very, very bad. His set, not that great. Uh, there are so many things that you can just get obsessed with and then decide, oh, I need to do that. I, I can't do anything until I do this and this and this. The next thing you know, you have nothing. Um, it's just, it's painful. So watch that. He's actually got a sizable audience now. And in fact, I think, you know, he has guests. This is one thing that seems very effective when you're doing, like you're trying to build an audience have guests and do partnerships with other YouTube shows. And like people, you know, the audience from A goes over to B, the audience from B goes over to A, and then they kind of build on each other. Seems like a very useful thing uh, if you're trying to build. If you watch Felix and kind of see his progression over the year, it's just, and, and it's a good and entertaining show and informative as well. So that's another thing that is really great about some of these. Um, I love, I love those. I, I really, the best for me are the how-tos, um, which is kind of what this is. Although a typical how-to and the ones that I like are very short and very tightly edited, which is the opposite of what this is. So go figure. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not trying, my goal in making this is not to get millions of views. So you'll understand that, I think, hopefully. If, uh, a couple people watch it, a couple people find it entertaining and useful, then that's more than enough for me. So, uh, one thing that you will notice, you got the audio, got your, your monitor, record it. One thing that you'll notice is you'll wanna trim it up a little bit. Um, some editing is very important. You're gonna have stuff, especially at the beginning and the ending, that is gonna suck. Um, and honestly, like with audio, especially if you're not used to it, record yourself talking and just talk stuff out. Um, if you need a script, put together a script. Although one of the reasons I don't do scripts very much is when I do a script, um, it, it fucks with me. I spend, and, and this is a thing that you can get over to be fair. It's like driving, you know, you drive, the first couple of times you drive, the workload is so overwhelming because you're paying attention to all of these things and it's all new. Um, once you get used to it, not that big of a deal. Working from a script for me, very high workload and I've never bothered really pushing through and, uh, and getting to the point where I can do it naturally. I'm much better now with that than I used to be, but it's just not my thing. Um, it doesn't really fit into you know, my goals and my reasons for doing this. And also, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just a big fan of extemporaneous speaking and developing that skill. So that is the thing that I'm most interested in, in honing. And that is the thing that I am probably the best at because I, I do it a lot. Um, the scripted stuff, if you're very nervous, having a script is very useful, um, or it can be. When I first started doing canvassing, I would, you know, knock on the door, First off, I would stand in front of the door and think about it for a while. 
and then you have to bring yourself to knock, especially on that first door. It's so, it's, it's painful. And I, I have social anxiety still. Uh, I had much more when I was younger, but it's there. It's, you know, you don't see it, but it's still there under the surface. Um, much less so, much lower key. I can overcome it now, but I feel it, you know? So get ready, you knock on that door, then you knock on the door, and then you talk to the person, and then you just blank out. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm learning to fly. Before I started recording this this morning, well, before I, had, I did this, I had a meeting, but before that, I was flying this morning. Uh, it's my fourth flight in private pilot, and I'm slowly, slowly getting to the point where I'm starting to, like, compared to driving, flying is a lot more shit going on, obviously, and a lot more critical. Driving, you can always just pull off to the side. Flying, you can always land, but there's a whole process to getting there. And what, even just when you're up, um, paying attention to traffic, keeping yourself straight and level, um, little things like this, which are starting already to slowly get automated, I can feel, but they're a lot of shit. And then, you know, you add like the, the simple example is like the radio. Radio calls, very simple, very stupid. And for a professional pilot who's done that very often, I'm sure like a complete no-brainer. But for me, especially earlier on, very hard. And you know, you the thing is like, I'll know it, I'll have it in my head. And then you actually hit the talk button. And I, I'm, I guess uh, my, my instructor commented that, you know, I'm not doing a bad job of it. I'm actually doing, I guess, better than average, which is probably partially because I have some experience with this. But a lot of people hit the button and then just freeze up and block the channel so no one else can talk. Uh, but even so, if I don't have that list of things to say, uh, it just like <sighs> dead air. Um, it's a problem. Or, you know, I think actually what it is is more, it's not even that I don't know it, it's that I panic. Um, it's like if you've ever gone snowboarding, if I go snowboarding, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there on the board, I'm riding the, riding the hill, and what, what happens every time I fall, basically without fail, I actually start going fast and I start feeling comfortable. And then I have a moment where I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm going fast. <laughs> yeah, it knocks me down. Get in my head, it fucks me up. Same thing on the radio. Um, you know, you have to say who you're talking to, who you are, where you are, and what you're saying. Not that hard. It's a very simple recipe. And yet, I get in that and I get into my head and I overthink it and then, you know, if I don't have the stuff written down, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I don't need to look at it on paper as much. But especially earlier on, if I didn't have it written down, um, just nothing. And today, I was actually doing pretty well, and then when we started landing, uh, I got, well, a couple of things came up that were unexpected, and it just sort of threw me off my balance, so the flight instructor had to make the calls for me, and if I had to do it in those moments, I would not have been able to do it, because I was just, like, too in my head. So, if you need a script, do it. it whatever makes it work for you, just do it. If you're thinking about doing this, just try. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and again, you know, if your objective is to make this something that you can actually get paid to do, um, that's a very high bar, but people do it all the time. And obviously 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm someone who generally believes that if that is what you want to do and you really work on it, you might not end up being cinema sins, but you could probably do pretty well for yourself, even today with a huge crowd. Uh, the trick is mainly you have to find, find your niche and make something that people will want to watch, make something that, uh, you know, it's actually worth watching for people if that's your goal. And, and also like really understand what is your goal? What is the mission that you're setting out to accomplish? For me, I mean, I've, I've never really articulated it so much, but for me, a lot of this is just, part of it is kind of like a thing to do, but I have plenty of things to do. I have so much stuff that I, I, I get annoyed when I hear people say that they're bored. I could live without exaggeration a thousand years and still not clear my to-do list that I have today. I'm not saying like in the time that I'm continuing to live, things would accumulate on it. I couldn't clear my current to-do list, let alone what would build up in that time. And then I hear people say, oh, I'm bored. Um, it's like, okay, yeah. And there's an expression that I always love. Uh, there are no boring things, only boring people. Um, I think it's a little, you know, it's a little nasty. And I do think there are boring things. There are things that are tedious. Um, but I also think, you know, part of it is your perspective. You know, part of it is what you choose to do with it, how you choose to experience it. The stimulus can be exactly the same, but when you're in that moment, is it something that you're really enjoying? Is it something that's causing you a lot of anxiety? Is it something that, you know, are you, I mean, this is one, one of the key realizations for me when I, I was younger, really bad social anxiety. I don't even remember who pointed this out. I don't think it was my therapist at the time. I think, I've, I think somebody else said it, whoever said it. Uh, it's sad, lost to posterity for me. But somebody pointed out that physiologically, and this is true, physiologically being really anxious is essentially indistinguishable from being really excited. They're both kinds of excitement. When you're anxious, you are excited. Now, your framing of both experiences is radically different. And the way that you see it and the way you experience it, very different. But when you go up and you're gonna talk, you know, I'm so nervous. Are you nervous or are you excited? And the thing is, I mean, it's twofold. One, you're kind of telling yourself the right story and getting yourself to frame it correctly. And two, you know, it actually turns out maybe you are excited and you've just mislabeled it. This is a thing that, uh, so I, I'm in therapy now. I do, uh, started out as cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia and ended up kind of being a little bit of that, uh, but also just like therapy. And which I think I, I highly encourage, uh, there's nothing wrong with not doing it, but I, I think it's useful. I find it very useful. If you do some work, you have to, that was a thing. I've mentioned this before, but I, when I was younger, didn't put in a lot of work, um, didn't get a lot out of it. Got older, put in more work, got more out of it. And then also having the right relationship, the right person, it matters. But got to this point and uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm talking with her and I'm saying, you know, like, I feel like I'm kind of still like, this is a social anxiety thing. Like my, I, I like to have my girlfriend, and not have her, but you know, she volunteers to do it. 
um, like go in and uh, pick stuff up. You know, we're in a, uh, we're in a pandemic. We're picking up stuff uh, like to go, and she'll go in and get the stuff more often than I will. And I was talking with her and saying, you know, like it's kind of I was labeling it social anxiety, but then she kind of made me realize, no, it's not actually social anxiety so much. I don't feel anxious about doing it. I just don't like it. I just, you know, I'm, I, I know people who love people and they like, in fact, my girlfriend, she needs, like she actually finds it to be a good thing to go in and talk to people and do all this stuff. I do a little of that. You know, I go to Dutch Brothers in the morning, get a mocha, have my five minutes of bullshit with the, uh, the baristas. But that's about all I need. I'm pretty, pretty solitary, honestly. I do a lot of, like I, I do a shit ton of conference calls, but I'm really good just being on my own for a long, like not like months, but I can go several days to a week without talking to somebody and I'm perfectly content. Um, I know people who do not like that at all. And so it's, you know, there's a balance, but my therapist was like, you know, maybe you just don't like spending that much time talking to people. And also I think part of it is there's this very, um, I like one of the things she also made me realize we're talking it through and then kind of came up was it's not so much that I don't like talking with people in general, but it's all the perfunctory bullshit that, you know, like there's this whole, and I, I do understand, like when I was younger, I used to always say I hated small talk. So I never did small talk. And then the thing that you don't realize is not doing small talk means you don't get to the deeper stuff. Small talk is kind of like the initial glue that gets you through relationships and into, you know, more, you know, just more intimacy, whether those are professional or personal relationships. It's an important thing. Used to never like it. Still don't like it. But now I understand the utility more. But you still have to do some of this stuff and you go in and you're like, oh, I'm picking this thing up. And then you, it's just, I find it tiring. I find it kind of exhausting to just talk to people sometimes. And it's not even that I'm anxious about it anymore. And I, I mean, I still, there are certain things that I'm anxious about, but for the most part, it's more just, I don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that has been great about this pandemic is that when I'm talking to people or when I'm like walking outside, I see people coming and I don't have to go through the perfunct, hey, how's it going? I can walk across the street and I'm actually kind of doing something that is at least in some respects, the right thing. Um, although, yeah, this is gonna be, yeah. Obviously it's funny, there's like a good solid tight five to 10 minutes of useful information in here and I'm probably going on for an hour about it um, and about other things. But again, it's tangents, that's what, you're getting what you paid for. So I, this morning went to um, the grocery store between flying and my meeting and this, and I was at the grocery store and I see first some teenager who's working there, he's got his mask literally on his chin, mouth and nose exposed. And I'm, I'm almost, I'm like so close. I aspire to kind of be the asshole that will just say, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, why do you even have the mask on? Why, like, what, what is the point? What is the point of this? And I understand probably is like a rule for Safeway that you have to wear a mask, 
But if you're going to wear the mask like that, you might as well not be wearing the fucking mask. And then I see, I presume his boss, but some older guy, it, you know, see how much my bias is there. Maybe the little kid is, the little kid isn't 20 year old or whatever, 18. Uh, but maybe the kid is the boss. I don't know. But whatever. Older guy also wearing it, nose uncovered. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, you know? What the fuck? What the fuck, people? So anyway, don't want to ramble on about that. It's annoying. Um, getting back to this. So I've got the video, got the audio. Um, you trim up the audio, mix them both into, uh, I use Premiere, you can use whatever you want. And again, I'd work on the audio first and then do the video. Although you'll, you'll certainly see, if you try to record almost all cameras, uh, like my iPhone has a mic. The audio from the mic in the iPhone is terrible. Um, it's okay for certain things, but for something like this, terrible. Uh, if you get a nice camera with a good directional mic, um, it can work. One thing you'll definitely wanna do, and I'll show you the beginning of this. So when you saw the beginning of this, you're gonna see a little extra um, kind of behind the scenes, so to speak. But in the beginning, I put the video, first I start the audio recording, because the video is much bigger, the files. Um, although the the VR 180 much bigger and much more of a pain in the ass to work with, but even this video, this will be probably like 10 gigabytes of video, eight to 10 gigabytes given the the length. Um, maybe it'll be five, I guess, if it's shorter than I think. But it seems like it's going to be a pretty big one. So start recording the audio, start recording the video, make sure everything is working. One thing you really want to do, especially if you're using a phone like this, is lock the uh, the settings. So if you don't lock the like, autofocus lock, auto white balance lock, all of that stuff, if you don't do that, then the camera is constantly readjusting and taking that out, any, anything that you can do up front to make the stuff that you're working with require the least amount of massage to get to the final thing is very useful. Every cut you have to make, everything that you have to combine, everything like the lighting is off or whatever, you can work around it, but it increases your workload much more. Um, and especially if you're just starting this, it's a big fucking pain in the ass. So auto balance lock everything. If you look at some of my earlier videos, you'll see I didn't do that. And uh, the, the, the keying is fucked up and just my skin and all this stuff, like the coloring is changing dynamically. Um, it's, a, it's a big pain in the ass. Probably don't do it. Um, you'll make different mistakes, but that's that's the thing. Try to only record the stuff that you're going to use. The more editing you have to do, the more, especially earlier on. When you get faster at it, when you get to be an expert at it, which I do not, again, claim to be, when you get really good at it, it's much faster. But when you're first doing it, any little bit of editing is really a pain in the ass. And anything that takes you a long time to get there gets in the way of making the thing you want to make. So again, probably don't do it. Um, try, and, and I really think, like I, I, I've done a bunch of different options for hosting. I, at one point, had my own uh, um, website just coded from, uh, well, I guess that one was Ruby on Rails, um, but I was hosting the audio in Amazon S3, which I like. Now I've, I've kind of gotten lazy, I guess. And I mean, I can do, 
technically I can do all that stuff, but it's much easier to just use like Squarespace um, or th there are a ton of similar services. The thing that's nice about it is they set up the, um, the feed so you don't have to worry about creating the Excel, oh, the Excel. Um, I am totally, the name is gone, XML, God. You don't have to create the XML, you don't have to do all of this stuff, the feed just works and it's compliant um, within reason. Subscribing, your, or registering yourself with Apple, the pain in the ass, you can do it pretty easily though. It's just lots of little pains in the ass. The website is nice. Uh, you don't really need a website if you're making video though. You can just host it on YouTube or Vimeo. Um, yeah, either way. Incidentally, with YouTube, I recently switched to YouTube Premium and I'm, I'm sure I'm convinced that the ads there are almost entirely there solely to get you to wanna pay $10 a month to not see them because I've never found them to be for things that I ever wanna actually do or buy. And the ones that are annoying to me are the ones that are like integral to people's shows. Even though I like the shows and I kind of am glad that people are, are funded, it's annoying as fuck. Um, I'd much rather pay somebody's Patreon than, yeah. Um, like there's this guy, AVE. I'm a Patreon subscriber of his. I love his shit. Um, he's getting, I think he's maybe getting a little comfortable, um, which is not a criticism, it's just, you know, like, People do that, you kind of build an audience and then you, it's, it's a thing that happens to a lot of people. But still, I'm happy to pay his Patreon and I'm very happy that he doesn't have ads. Ads suck. Um, I, I do love things like Alex Steele. He does put ads in his things. I'm sure he's making money from that. Uh, he has his own, he has several businesses actually and it's, I, I, I don't mind that stuff, I like it. I like watching his stuff, but the ads are annoying, you know? It's just, I don't begrudge people for making money, but some things are just annoying. So anyway, um, for the YouTube, if you can afford $10 a month, just do it. It took me so long on principle, I didn't want to do it. I did it and now it's like, shit, I wish I could pay $10 a month to go to Twitter and not have ads anymore. Um, or hopefully less, like the, the ARPU, the ad revenue per user, I think on Twitter is like low single dollars per month. You know, I, I would easily pay that if I could to not get ads, but never mind that now. So anyway, got the video, got the audio. Do the clap. Why, is, why do you do the clap? You need to sync up the video and the audio. They're separate files. Uh, you go to, I, I take the audio, put it into Logic, and then in Logic, so the audio is actually being recorded now in Logic. Save it. Um, I bounce it to an MP3, or MP4, I guess, AAC audio. You go into Adobe Premiere and you take your video file from whatever device you've got, drop it in there. Take your audio file, the bounced audio, put it in there. And then there's a synchronize option. Now, if you're using Final, Final Cut Pro or Premiere or whatever, there are different versions of this, but you'll find it. Um, and in Premiere, like you have to create, it's different again for Final Cut Pro or something else. Basically, you open the thing, create a new project, uh, create a new sequence, import these in, sync them up, and then you do some editing. Then you do a little bit of color correction, a little bit of chroma or the ultra key thing, if you have this. If you don't have this, incidentally, one of the things, if you have a nice set, so to speak, if you have a nice office or desk, 
or room or anything like that, you don't have to deal with this. You don't have to figure out how to key stuff out. It's less work for you. Try to make it as easy. Uh, th this is a big thing philosophically, and I struggle with it, but never make a hard problem harder. It's already hard to just make a video. It's already hard to record audio and all this stuff and put it out there. Don't make it harder for yourself unless you have to. This is one of the reasons why, like, I could have easily gotten derailed and never made any of these because of the, uh, the VR 180 thing being a, a huge abortion. Um, and, and someday I will still do that, I believe, but it's just so much more effort. Like, literally would take me a week to take one of these and produce it rather than, you know, like a, a couple of hours of, of post work. So don't recommend it. Um, you put them together, you're synced up, mute the audio from the, uh, the camera. Very important because you don't want to have that mixed in. Uh, or you can mix it in depending on how you've got the stuff set up. And again, you know, if your camera has a directional mic and you've got everything set up, it's good. If your room is acoustically very, you know, like you have a lot of hard walls and right angles, get a lot of, like it's really live and you have a lot of echoes, um, that kind of stuff, you can filter it out kind of, uh, but it requires a very high level of skill. If the audio is clean going in, if your levels are constant, if things are, you know, like require the least amount of tweaking on your part after recording, much easier to make them, much easier to put them out there. And you're gonna like doing this a lot more. If, you, if you're interested in doing video production, on the other hand, and you wanna do all kinds of like little tricks and editing stuff and all of this stuff, by all means do it, but just know it's a big pain in the ass. Um, and if you're not interested in doing that, you know, learn enough to, to be able to do the stuff you wanna do, but it's, it's a huge quagmire and you can spend inordinate amounts of time working on it. So now you've got all that stuff, thing is ready to go. You export it, I export, I, I do this basically weird process where I go from um, logic into the video and then I export just the audio from the video, put it back in logic, trim it up because the video almost always has a little extra in the beginning and the end, bounce that again and then upload that for the audio version. Then for the video, I export that as H.264. You can do 265 or whatever format YouTube will accept. Bound, or you export that, upload it, and uh, that part is basically done. There's a lot of stuff, um, you know, the, any kind of marketing, anything like that is way beyond the scope of what I wanna talk about and certainly beyond the scope of my expertise, so I'm not going to talk about it. But that's essentially uh, the start of that. So. I need to eat lunch because uh, I have another meeting coming up in um, like 40 minutes. So get this uh, banged out. I hope that you found this useful. If, um, if so, that's awesome. If not, um, yeah, well, sorry. It's, you're getting what you paid for. So with that, thank you very much and uh, stay tuned.